Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello once again and welcome back to another episode of Father and Sundays. The unexplained regard to absolutely nothing. We were in episode 77, that's 77 this week, Dad. 77? Yep. And we are talking about the Amazon. Are we? Okay. Yeah. So it's Stick around if you want to hear more and receive your package. What? <laughs> Hello again, Dad, and welcome back to my podcast. Oh, thanks for having me on your podcast. Yep. It's it's a real pleasure for me. It is in my room. It is in your room. As yeah. it's in my room. Yeah. And I think I primarily I bought the PC, and I bought a lot of the other stuff. Does it make it my podcast? And you're the co-host. I don't know. How much work do you put into the content? I'd like to point out I'm I'm the funding of it. Yeah. I I put a fair bit into the content. Yeah. Okay. So what... what, I edit it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm in actually the... The The contents. Yes. The body of the... I put a fair bit. I I conversate. You what? I conversate. What does that mean? I have a conversation. Okay. But you don't do anything up front though. No, I do sometimes. Yeah. But the point being is if it wasn't for me conversating with you. Yeah. Conversing even. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, you're making up words now. Then what would happen is it'd just be you reading things. And that would be an audio book, not a podcast. Okay. Is this you telling me that this is it now? That, that this is the last one we're going to do no. together and you're going off and doing your own no, thing? No, I'm not saying that. No? I'm just trying to d- determine uh, <laughs> whose podcast it is. Really? I no, thought it was our podcast. It is our podcast. <clears throat> is it really? Yeah. Well, I'm not so sure now. Who's, 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 uh, who's, 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 you're backtracking now. Who, who produces the podcast? What do you mean by produce? Are you talking so about edit it? Under Father and Sundays, there is a, someone presents Father and Sundays. Oh, so it's your, your <laughs> company that produce it. So that it's means really it's company, all yours, is it? isn't it? No, it's not really, is it? But you, so it's all down. Well, uh, if it's your podcast, it's your podcast. No, it's That's our fine. podcast. All right, okay. And my employee. <laughs> <laughs> Get lost. <laughs> employee. If anything, it's the other way around. I'm the manager. Are you? Yeah. Oh, we've had this conversation just in yeah, general Yeah, you seem to think recently. you're the... If, if, if our household was a business, you seem to think you're the manager. I've got miles more experience than you. Experience doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things nowadays. I think it does. No, no, no. See, you're saying, ex- sorry, you're saying experience as if it's about experience plus how well you do the job. Yeah. And and also, so I really think I should, I'm the manager. Of the few jobs that I've done in the years I've been working, I've done them very well. And I've been a manager of... Yeah, but you have got squeaky shoes. I've got squeaky shoes. That's got nothing to do with nothing, mate. Yeah, Nothing to do with nothing. It has got something to do with something. Well, yeah, okay. Right, well, this is obviously something quite contentious that you've brought up straight away. And, uh, yeah, maybe we need to have a meeting about it. We're in week 77. I'll call a meeting as I'm in charge. No, you're not in charge. And and you'll have to just tell me whether you're available or not. Yeah, I'll tell you if I'm available or not because I'm in charge. Well, you better be available or not, otherwise you're (laughs) safe. Right. What's your week been like then, you idiot? Why are you shouting? Because you've upset me already. You're maxing out the mic. Oh, sorry. How's your week been then? Um, It's been all right. Thank you for asking. Um, I got a manly candle. 
Yes. Now, I don't think there's anything... I don't think there's such a thing as a manly candle, is there? Yes. Did you get some manly throw cushions at the same time? No. Did you get some manly potpourri to put in the corner of the room? No. What does that manly candle smell of? Um, Wood. It smells like pine, wood and tar. So you could have got just one of those little Christmas tree things that you put in your car and hung that up in the corner. Well, tar? No, Why is it sm- what's, what's so nice about tar? It's manly, isn't it? What, tar? Yeah, like roads and stuff. Okay. There's probably other things that are quite manly. Athlete's yeah. foot. That smells like wood. That, I will get a candle. That, that smell my like deodorant it. smells like wood. Does it? Yeah, have you smelt it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't like the way this conversation is going. So these are all... I actually genuinely, uh, at work How do you sorry. know they're manly? At work. Uh, how do you, what because tells it you? says it's made for men. Oh, does it really? Yeah. yeah, okay. So genuinely at work today. Yes. Or was it yesterday? Either way, at work, I went, oh yeah, I'm using this new deodorant. Okay. I smells a bit like wood. I said, said to my colleague, I went, I smell a bit like wood. Right. And he walked behind me at one point. He went, hmm. This was separate. He went, you do smell like wood. <laughs> yeah. This was today, well, I actually. I don't know. And, and then we queued up for paninis. And one of the people um, that we were helping throughout the day, they were lining up for a panini at the juice yeah. bar that we've got to work. And... Like they were looking at the paninis and, and me and you, juice me and my, bar paninis. Me and my colleague, I work in a big office. Uh, me and my colleague were standing there, and he was talking about how uh, he said, "Yeah, because you smell like wood." And I went, "I do smell like wood." And then the person we were helping throughout the day was like, "Would you guys stop talking about wood?" wood. Yeah, me? exactly. <clears throat> well, I don't know. I mean, it uh, seems a weird thing. You could say you you smell like. Pine trees. So, what what does your soap smell like? Out of interest, uh, fruit sort of smells to them. And there's... that's manly. I don't look. I'm not going to get into the fact of what's manly and what's not, because you could smell like whatever you want to. But don't have a go at me about smelling like wood. Um, <laughs> I wasn't having a go at you about smelling like wood. I just don't know like, what you smell I... like. Candy floss and berries. Yeah? I don't smell like candy floss and berries. I smell like berries. Maybe if I used. Um, I don't know. Uh, one of the, a shower gel that's got sort of fruit, sort of orange or whatever. Yeah, you <clears> your <throat> fruit pastel. All I was asking was shampoo. a candle, a candle slightly different to deodorant and and, a, and a sort of body wash or something like that. And I just wanted to know what made it like manly. And you keep saying oh, yeah, wood. You know what else? And yeah. I can't really see how wood. Uh, the sweat of lumberjacks, maybe, but yeah. wood lumberjacks. Um, Another thing about my manly candle or my yeah. mandle, uh, it's got a wooden lid as well. Yeah. It's also got a wooden uh, wick. Okay. Which means it makes crackling noise when it's it very burns. Wood, very wood-based um, sort of company then, this. Yeah. yeah. And, it, no, it's, it's meant to be like a natural yeah. company. And is it? Yeah. And um, it's made with natural ingredients. Like wood, yeah. Yep. And... Uh, it makes a crackling noise, and also fire's quite manly, isn't it? Well, can be. So, is there a large amount of deforestation going on in order for you to nah, have a manly candle? Nah, that's softwood. Look, look at the lid. It's softwood, isn't it? Yeah. There you go. That's not much deforestation. I'd thought it'd be hardwood, as it's a manly candle. Hardwood is if you want something to burn for a long, long time, but the lid doesn't need to burn. So. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah, I wouldn't put a lid on while it's a light. No, anyway. you do. That's how you put it out. Really? I yeah. don't, you don't blow it out then? No, that's dangerous to blow a candle. When is it? What? How many birthdays have you had when you've blown out candles? Yeah. It's not the safest thing to do, is it? And what else are you supposed to do? Smother the flame. Yeah, it ruins your cake then, then, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm not saying do it with birthday what, cakes. Roll on, on I'm it, not roll saying you do it with birthday cakes. <laughs> right. I'm saying with this, because <clears throat> if you want to like get rid of the oxygen, you put the lid on. Right. And it and it means there's no no further oxygen getting in there and yeah, it smothers the flame and, and it, it goes, goes out. out yeah. I mean there is a slight black tint in the middle of the lid, yeah, as you oh, can yeah. see there. They've designed it though to um Yeah, it's got a hole in it. Yeah, it has got a hole in it. Lovely. It smells like Okay. Candle. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Okay, well, it sounds like you've had a fantastic week. I've had a pretty good week. How's yours? Um, 
nothing really has happened much. Good, because we haven't got time no, to talk about it. No, it's really, really hot. I'm really getting the ump with it. I'm trying to train for the London Marathon. I'm not being able to do it. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. Be seeing okay. Coldplay soon, though. Oh, we're going to see Coldplay tomorrow, uh, last night. <laughs> we're going to see Coldplay last night. Um, yeah, we're going to see Coldplay. How was it? I imagine it was great. What about that guy that kept like <coughs> taking his shirt off and throwing? Oh, it was really annoying me, that yeah. was. And, and then he lit up a candle and then I thought, no, he's all right. And then he got um, kicked out. And then he got kicked out for like a naked candle. flame in a concert. And no. he was naked. Oh, <coughs> Yeah, exactly. Very dangerous naked, naked, naked flame. Naked uh, no, I imagine flame. it'll be really good. We'll perhaps talk about it next time. But yeah, there's four of us going to see him at Wembley Stadium. So that should be good fun. Four of us, work. me, you, and our other clone, two conspirators. And my clone. Yeah. Okay, look, so we were going to talk about... We're nine minutes yeah, in. Yeah, we were going to talk. We're still going to talk about the Amazon? I think we might have just enough time. Okay, so let's just talk about the Amazon then. We were trying to think of interesting places. Just to clarify, are we talking about the place or the, the company? Well, if you looked at my search history, you'd probably wonder which one it was because there's as many on there looking at other stuff on Amazon UK uh, as there is about... The Amazon River and Rainforest, which I've been looking at quite a lot in the last few days. But we're talking about the rainforest and the river. We're talking about that that area, that ecosystem. We've talked about interesting places. We talked about Everest, you know, and we specifically talked about Mount Everest, but obviously about the conditions there and that. And we thought it'd be quite interesting to talk about uh, the Amazon, the fact that, yeah, straight away, like, um, how long is the Amazon? It's 4,345 miles long. How long is that in kilometres? Oh, you, I, I nearly swore at you then because <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. And other stuff on here, I've managed to do both because I thought he's going to ask me that. And that one I didn't. Why not? Because I, 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 cause I didn't. Anyway, um, did, you, did you know what countries it runs through? Uh, See if you can guess. Brazil. Yep. Because there's there's kind of four main countries that it goes through, and then there's a, a number of other countries. I think uh, five more countries. I think I've written them down here, which uh, like tributary tributaries go off of the Amazon. So not the main bit, but more sort of the main route of the Amazon goes through four countries. So Brazil, Argentina, no. uh, Uruguay. No. Cuba, no. Costa Rica. No. <laughs> right, we're running out of time now. Uh, if I was to say to you, Colombia. Colombia. Yeah, well done. Um, and then whisper what if it, I was to it, say to you. Shh, don't say it loudly, it's like it. Uh, where does Paddington come from? Uh, Deepest, darkest. Yes, Peru. Yes, Peru. Well done, that's a good oh, one. Oh, that was another place name. Sorry, and that's a different conversation. Venezuela is the last one. That's so basically, it goes through Brazil, Colombia, um, Peru, and Venezuela, but also it it roots it roots out as well and goes through Bolivia, Ecuador, French Guiana, Ecuador, French Guiana, Guyana, and Suriname. If that's right, you sure? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Do you know where it starts? At uh, the um, start of the Amazon River. It starts in the Andes Mountains in Peru. So they actually, it so comes from... Paddington. Yeah, so it starts from up in the Andes, yep. uh, comes down and through, and where does it end? At the mouth of the river. Which goes into... The ocean. What ocean? The Atlantic Ocean. Well done, first time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, but so, and, and I don't even, I can't even comprehend that four thousand three hundred forty-five miles and whatever that is in kilometres. Um, but to go through all of those countries, you can imagine why there's problems with uh, a lot. We, you know, we'll talk about sort of deforestation and. And did you buffer then? I did at slightly and thing because I didn't. Nation. Go, yeah, <laughs> nation uh, and things like that because obviously 
all these countries have a stake in it, have, a, have an idea of what they want and what they can do and what they can't do. And there's richer com- uh, countries and poorer countries and whatever. So it makes a big difference. One thing I'll just quickly say then, between 65 and 145 million years ago, the river flowed in the opposite direction. Did you know that? No. That's how it got up to the mountain. So then, basically, it was because of the rise of the Andes, it changed the... It's the flow of it, so it went the opposite direction once the Andes actually started to do, develop and become the mountain range they are now. Nice. Bang. Fact. Secrets from the Amazon. There's a capybari down by the river who's got a speech impediment and says, Vanch belly mooch, instead of thanks very much. Shh, don't tell anybody. Okay, so just following on from that, the river releases around 200,000 litres of fresh water into the ocean every second. What's that in gallons? Oh, (laughs) get lost. So 200,000 litres of fresh water into the ocean every second. Is that brackish? Where it will water, be brackish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, get in. See, I learnt that in the oceans episode. Yeah, it will be. Um, it will be brackish. The estuary. It will be brackish. Yeah, but that's just phenomenal. And I think I saw on one of da, the da, 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 da. documentaries <laughs> we do that that you saw where you almost had the salt water and the fresh water sort of a line where it flowed before yeah, it actually they, they mixed do in. Kind of separate to a degree because their salinities may be so differed by that amount but they won't take long to mix no no but it, it said for a period of to- a period of uh distance you okay and then uh, like you said about brackish water and then it was into the sea into the atlantic sea sorry i got a little bit of repeating myself a bit upset i'm getting a bit emotional about this um do you know why it's called the amazon uh because uh, they named it after the Reby Company. No. Um, because it's amazing. It is amazing. It is very amazing when you start looking at it. Um, it was named by French- Francisco... Oh, I'm so sorry. De Orellana. I, yeah, I know you have. Francisco <laughs> de uh, Orellana. Orellana, sorry. He was the first European explorer to reach the area. It's always named by European, isn't it? Yeah, he was Spanish, I think he was. He encountered the indigenous Piratapuya people and apparently fought them, obviously, because that's what people do when they go to these countries. That's exactly what's going to happen to aliens if they ever visit. Horrific. Uh, but apparently there was the women fought with the men from that particular tribe and were as ferocious fighters as the men were. And so he... He looked, sort of took from the Greek mythology about the Amazon women, that in Greek mythology that were these statuette women who fought and rode, rode horses and threw spears, a bit like Wonder Woman. Um, and so he named it Amazon, and that's where it came from. So all that time ago as well. Uh, but um, the thing is, that the only problems I have with this kind of stuff is that is essentially... I'm going to also make the massive thing that it's, it's a white bloke. Yep. Potentially. Actually. Mediterranean. Mediterranean, guess it could be. Um, gone over there and named it when I can almost guarantee that the indigenous people had their already own had their own it. name for it. Absolutely. And this is what happens. It's just normally a middle-aged white man goes somewhere... And I'm talking about middle age back in the day when, yeah, yeah, when yeah. the actual middle age was lower. 24. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly me. Oh. oh, yeah. You're middle age. Yeah. So but um, you're absolutely right. Go there. And the first thing they think of doing is fighting. Fight them and rename everything they've got. Yeah. <coughs> Shock him. So that they can understand it. But we're still doing it. Well, even the countries that, you Jeff. know, obviously one of the massive problems they've got over there is the... Uh, we're going to name in zebras. They probably didn't even want to be called zebras. Probably not. They probably named themselves like Nigels or something. Yeah, maybe. They, I mean, each country, obviously, we were talked about poor countries and perhaps the ones that got a little bit more money, but obviously they start doing all the logging and, you know, because they want to cut down, they want to plant other crops um, 
because they're going to make more money out of it. And obviously, it, it, again, it's one of these things, you know, about who owns that particular thing. So from the point of view of the Amazon running through, the rainforest and river running through a particular country, then that country, uh, although there's certain uh, charities and, and places that own certain elements of it because it's sort of an... Some of it has been saved on, from that point of view, have been bought by these particular people. These cu- countries will have their part of it and do what they want with it. Uh, you know, I think you mentioned, it might not have been on this, but about dams, building dams. Yeah, I mentioned it in the break. Yeah, and the fact that that, if, if a particular country decided that's they want to... You know, I mean, it doesn't flow fast enough for... For um, hydroelectric, hydroelectric. So that's one of the big problems with it. Anyway, it doesn't flow that fast in order for them to make any difference to them. But um, yeah, what happened there? I don't know. What you waved at me for well, some yeah, reason? Yeah, because I I believe there was people leaving the house. I was saying bye to. Yeah. Oh right, I didn't realise that. So that's why I looked over my shoulder and then and then wondered what was going on and then waved at you. Anyway, look. So sort of things like pan- uh, bananas. Palm oil, you hear, I think Madagascar has got a real massive problem where they, they're producing palm oil and, uh, again, lots of the natural habitats of animals is getting destroyed. Uh, pineapples, yeah. sugar cane, tea and coffee, those are the big things that, that are, are, are what, sort pineapples? of... pineapples? Yeah. What, for tea and coffee? Pineapples and tea and oh, coffee. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> talking about. That's um, why I confused me <clears throat> thinking. Since when a pineapple's been used in tea and coffee? Well, no, they haven't. Um, Mainly pizzas. That's why pizzas causing a problem. We touched a bit earlier on the indigenous tribes. Indigenous, yeah. Um, there's just I didn't realise how many people, how many of these tribes, how many of these communities, uh, there were. You know, it's 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 incredible. Um, I've got here the Yanomami people, the largest isolated tribal group with around thirty eight thousand members. That's that, a big tribe. Yeah, but that that tells you that's just one. But then that's so many. I mean, there is one. There there are ones that have only got one person <laughs> and things like that. But you know, you've got these big. Well, this, this is the thing. This is essentially how civilization started, though. Tribes, tribes building up to. I don't know. Essentially, well, yeah. we're just one big tribe, aren't we? Well, we are one big tribe, but I did, it says the Amazon is home to more than a hundred and twenty indigenous groups, and and I had I had my See, mind. See, hundred and twenty isn't that bunch, though, really. Yeah, but yeah, I, I suppose across all of those countries, and for you know, we're talking about. I mean, we're talking about the way that Amazon River runs is a 4,345 miles, but obviously the rainforest either side of that and the the area itself, um, there's a lot more there. But there's still that's still a lot of... I, I see what you mean across the, the South America because it runs quite a long way across South America. But you see, I, I had in my head that there might be, you know, a handful of these indigenous tribes that are still there. But you know these are these are people that have lived there for so long. Uh, their their whole life is within the rainforest. They everything they do is so interlinked with the rainforest, and yet the countries that they reside in, which they were there originally, the countries that are now taking ownership of that area of that will go in there and log that area and and take away a lot of their. Stuff and they, it's like Avatar, isn't it? The film. It, well, yeah. The, to to a certain respect, that's exactly what's happening. That they try and reach some sort of negotiation. I was watching something they were saying about one particular, and it's not always done in a particularly nice way. And they might offer them money, but they'll offer them money that sounds like a lot. But they can't if they're not doing the farming that they would normally do or the things they would normally do. They can't go somewhere else and. And earn that money. They haven't got that trade to do that, so they can't. They're not necessarily going to be able to communicate as brilliantly. They're also not going to be. And I think that's only funny. Well educated. No, they're not. Means they're not going to be able to go into like I don't know an office job in the middle of Brazil. 
Yeah. Like they're, no, exactly. But if they move to sort of that sort of area, it might seem at first an amount of money that they're offered would be great because it's more than they've ever had. But when they have got nothing then... And when they had no need for money in the first place... Yeah. They've, they've actually got nothing to judge that amount of money on either. Well, no, no. Because all, all it is is someone going, it's a good deal, by the way. And also, there's a there's a tribe, uh, or people, I should say, called the uh, Paris Nahua people. They lived and, you know, they would have had the same problems anybody has living in the rainforest. But once they were discovered, within a year of them being discovered and people from the outside world coming into to where they were, half of them died because they were... You know, they brought in disease or they did, or, or things that they gave them caused problems or whatever like that. It's such, we are such a destructive people, even to the indigen, indigenous people that live on this planet. We, It's just horrific when you think about what's happening. This brings in a really good argument about, um, about aliens' existence, but I know that's completely, that sounds like it's a massive jump. But yeah. it'd be in a similar way. And I think there'll be something for us to discuss another time or even just outside of this podcast. But um, yeah, alien existence, if they were out there, if they would just suddenly appear before we're ready to meet them, that could cause problems. Same way as tribes. If we re- if we just go and met a tribe before they were ready to meet the rest of civilization, yeah, then that could cause some huge issues. Well, apparently still, uh, I mean, uh, we've talked on this podcast about other places on, on, on Earth that we're saying there's nothing that's not been explored before. Well, there are, because apparently um, there's areas of the Amazon rainforest that you can't get to, that no one has ever got to. I was watching a YouTube video the other day where they were in the Amazon and they discovered a new fish species. Well, I reckon, yeah. I mean, huge parts of the Amazon are still unexplored. Um, They reckon, and I did write down something here, that... uh, as far as new species are concerned, every it, there was a period of time that the uh, WWF done so, the World War uh, Wrestling Foundation. I don't know yeah. why they get involved in these things, but they're very heavily involved. Um, every three days, according to them, between 1999 and 2009, um, there was new new species being uh, discovered. You know. Yeah. Um, Incredible. You think we we would know. We talk about the oceans and obviously there's there, there's lots of places within the oceans you've said many times we can't explore or haven't got the capability to explore at the moment. But to think there's places like this that we haven't got to, that we haven't seen, it's incredible. Secrets from the Amazon. If you were to take all the water from the Amazon River and its tributaries and pour it over your head, you'd probably drown. Shh, don't tell anybody. Right, one thing I meant to say to you when we were talking about outsiders coming in and aggravating indigenous tribes and that. You're talking about the new kitten? Uh, yeah, the new kitten, yeah, definitely coming in and uh, antagonising everybody else in the house. Um, I said, I told you that we had houses in our junior school and they were explorers. So we had we talked about Hillary, Edmund Hillary, Hunt, both uh, that scaled Everest, and then we had Scott of the Antarctic, and the other one was um, part-time explorer, part-time plumber, Fawcett, whose oh, name yeah. was Percy Fawcett. Well, he was an explorer, and he he actually went vanished when he well they never are found we, him. Are we just mixing every single one of your school stories into? Yeah. Into Ooh. one. Wow, well, that's that's a good noise, again, wasn't yeah. it? So, Percy Fawcett vanished with his son and another team member in 1925, right? Now, you think, oh, that's a bit of a shame. Wonder what happened to him. And they said, oh, you know, anything could have happened to him. Well, I'm pretty much sure, sure what would happen to him because apparently he was really, really quite obnoxious to anybody, any of the indigenous people there. He was really rude. Um, and he used to upset them um, he used to take things from them he used to uh, force stuff on them and all sorts of things all the things that are the worst kind of exploring you know you don't go there 
observe and come away. He would go and interfere and try and make himself famous. Um, one of the things he used to do as well to raise money is he used to be quite liberal with his storytelling. Um, one of the things I think he said was uh, that there was this thing called the Maricoxie, a Sasquatch-like tribe of very hairy creatures that threatened his party with bows and arrows and could only grunt. And he would tell the people that were sponsoring his expeditions that that's what he was going to look at, things like that, and they'd give him money. But obviously, well, not obviously, but pretty sure that's what not what he was doing. But anyway, I just wanted to tell you that because it has right. a link into the other one. What did you say again? What? About him giving money? Giving him money. Who, who was he giving money? What? They were giving money to sponsor his expeditions and he was telling them he was going to look for these fantastical things even though he probably wasn't. He was just going and antagonising all the indigenous right, tribes. Okay. Anyway, we talked about the species. So the Amazon, it contains one in ten known species on Earth, 40,000 plant species, 3,000 freshwater fish species... And you could say that and again. More, <laughs> and the other species, and more than three hundred and seventy types of reptiles. Um, <clears throat> fish. I know that's a big fish. thing we've talked about before. I know. So it's incredible that it has that much uh, of the world's wildlife. But as far, you've got fish that mm-hmm. originate from the Amazon. Haven't I've you? got four different species of fish in my aquarium. I've got three of which do come from the Amazon. Yeah. So I've got, and I'm going to go with their common names rather than their Latin names. Oh, right. Probably won't recognise them then. But go on. Sure. Okay. Um, So the three, well, the one that isn't from the Amazon is the cherry barb. Uh, The three that are Amazonian or can come from the Amazon are the bristlenose pleco. uh, That's the catfish kind of thing, yeah? Yeah. Uh, also the angelfish yeah and lastly the rummy nose tetra right now the really interesting thing about the angelfish and the rummy nose tetra um, well not necessarily discovered but the uh, angelfish um, from what I can understand is the angelfish was first taken collected live from Venezuela uh, by Bier which is Heiko Bier uh, Blair, sorry, Blair, I don't know how to pronounce his name, he's German. Right. Um, but he's a German researcher and he's been around for quite a long time and he's discovered a number of different fish uh, from the Amazon. So not necessarily the first to discover uh, an angel fish, but um, he was the first to discover things like the Rummy Nose Tetra, the Rummy Nose mm. Tetra named after him. Um, now, his name isn't Rummy Nose, um, but he's... Um, but the actual Latin name of it was named after him. Um, I'm just going to see if I can... Uh, yes, is the name, Latin name for the Romanos Tetra is Hemigrammus uh, Bien. Okay. Interesting you'd take the mic out of me saying species. Um, but, you know. Yeah, so, but, yes, they're, they're just a few of the species uh, that I've got that are from the Amazon. But there's literally, like you said, like, thousands upon thousands of species and there's still more being discovered um like i said there was an episode uh, a youtube video i watched the other day of him discovering as well as someone else discovering a new species looked like a fish in the amazon right river uh bought on a branch of it so uh, obviously they originate i mean it's a bit like a zoo where you, you'd you'd have a uh, an elephant but it was born in captivity so would most of the fish that go to aquariums be bred in other countries so would they have uh, how does that work have they got farm fish farms the way the aquarium hobby generally works uh, just as a bit of background is most fish 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 you will find in the in like shops and stuff like that they will be shipped from another country but they would normally be bred they would be captive bred Um, there will be other fish like uh, that of mollies and uh and stuff like that that breed like easy so they'll probably be more locally sourced um, but when it comes to certain other fish species they normally bred in captivity nowadays uh, purely from the fact that one it costs a lot of money to go and collect them from the wild 
And also, there's no real reason to collect them from the wild if you can get them sourced from elsewhere could mess with nature. However, um, you do sometimes find that if you want the most pure example of a fish, yeah. so for example, the angelfish, um, I have what would be considered striped angelfish because they are not pure um, uh, terephyllum alum. They're not pure that or alum angelfish or whatever you want to call them. Right. Uh, mainly because their their lines are sometimes broken, don't go all the way down, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, the ones you find in the wild will be almost perfect in, in the way they look. Uh, that. But my point being is you've got captive bred, a lot of fish species nowadays. doesn't mean that all fish species are captive bred purely because it's very difficult to breed certain species. For example, um, they've only recently been able to breed seahorses so that's when they start to become more common. And you do find that once you can captive breed something and captive breed it in high numbers and they're easy to breed, then they become cheaper. Um, but things such as uh, octopuses, they at the moment are... I don't think anyone's captive bred them, so they're so expensive. And I know we're not talking about the Amazon at the moment, but when something's difficult no, to... But it's the same principle as... Uh, I knew that those particular fish came from that area... But I didn't know how that process works because originally they must have been caught in that area and then bred maybe elsewhere. But, you know, originally someone did take a net, catch a fish in the Amazon. I mean, yeah. must, you know, the very first ones that come out of it. And I didn't know how much of that. And also transporting them as well. That's always that's amazed me because as a postman, I've delivered things and then realised what I'm delivering is fish. Live yeah. fish. Yeah, well, just to, to clarify as well, if something's captive bred, if you take something out of the wild and put it in like an aquarium, the likelihood of it surviving does drop a bit. Yeah. Because it depends on where you're getting your water, the hardness of the water, yeah, uh, the pH of the water, the uh, not necessarily ammonia levels or whatever, because you shouldn't have... Ammonia it should be zero and nitrite. Uh, nitrite, nitrate you can have a bit, but that yeah. might have a different uh, diff- cause a bit of a difference there as well. And all the metals in the water and stuff like that, that kind of thing, uh, those kind of things, you'll find that something that's taken from the wild may struggle a bit more adapting to those differences than something that's captive bred. Something that's captive bred will often be used at uh, bred uh, a lot easier. And actually, when you transport them to a fish shop, like not a fish and chip shop, but you know, aquarium yeah. shop. Um, if you want to transport them to them, then they will use their own water, which normally, if it's fairly local, will have a similar hardness to yours, blah, blah, blah. So it's getting them and prepared to live in yeah. perhaps a different environment than they used to. It's why you um, acclimatise fish before you put them into a tank. Right. And don't just drop them straight in. It was interesting, I read about the rainforest itself, though, is that a huge amount of the life is in the canopy and in, in the tree tops because at ground level, it's incredibly damp and humid and very, very dark. I mean, there's a difference in uh, the density of it around the Amazon and as you go through to different countries and uh, further away from the actual river itself and all the rest of it because obviously there are mammals that live in that sort of environment. But quite a lot of it is is quiet, and this is what we're saying about not being able to explore because it's so dense. It's the the uh, conditions are so difficult that only certain things would thrive at those particular levels. But there there seems to be even you could literally put a cross section of a tree, and as you come down that tree, there's 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 birds, and then there's mammals, and then. You know, you come down small insects and blah, 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 all the way down to the very base of that tree. And it's incredible to see that diversity even even just in that one tree. I mean, I say one tree, but you know what I mean. It can be that sort of thing. So, yes, a very interesting place. Quite incredible animals. A bit like Madagascar, a bit like Australia, where you have animals that only exist in that yeah. particular on that particular continent within that particular area and I always find that fascinating I always think you know really it's it's it, you know it's unique it's something special about it it's something that really needs to be pre- preserved 
and something that they are really struggling. Although people do seem to have a different mindset. There are a number of people, like I said at one point, that are buying up land purely to leave it. Yeah. You know, they have the money to do it, they buy it, and then they leave it because they're not interested in doing anything with it. They're just trying to preserve at least some of these places. Romino's Tetris, by the way, if you've never seen one, uh, Google them. They are really beautiful fish. I will. Straight after this. I've got some downstairs. I'll go and look at them then. I won't bother with them. Yeah. Secrets from the Amazon. My mate Steve said if you go for a swim and have a sneaky wee-wee, it attracts something that will swim up your... Shh. Don't tell anybody. A song. A song. Yes, um, another sort of diary entry of an explorer going to the Amazon and uh, trying to do something a bit different. A David Harding original? Uh, it is a David Harding original, yeah. Uh, taking himself away from his mundane life and uh, trying to get a piece of something that only few people experience. Should we give it a listen? It's quite poetic, that, wasn't it? Probably a lot more poetic than the song. Give it a listen. game now a game now just before we hit a game can i just apologize don't think i've quite uh, mastered the bleep placing on songs so uh apologies there you go <laughs> all right okay um I don't, do i need to go in and edit it or no no leave it as it is it'd be fine no one cares really do they anyway anyway game time game time right i've got a game a quiz uh for you about the subject matter in hand What's um, the subject matter? The subject matter is the Amazon. No way. Why, Connor? Why, For why, why? For episode 77. And I'm wow. surprised I remembered that from the very beginning of this podcast three and a half days ago. Um, why have you got matches? Don't play with matches while we're doing a podcast. Um, <laughs> For my mandal. <laughs> For your mandal. God's sake. Um, so, I'll tell you what. Play the sting. I'll play that sting. Like it's no real thing. Here's ten questions based upon facts and stuff on the Amazon. Give it a go if you don't know. Thank God, not much longer and you can go. What a lovely sting. Yeah. It made me want to sing. Did it? Yep. It's, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of my favourites. So, 
It's a quiz rooney It's no a way. quiz I about... I did not expect a quiz. You've already said that. It's a quiz not about today. the Amazon. Yes, yes, you have. Yes, no, you I have. Didn't. How many questions do you reckon there is? Eleven. No. Ten? Yeah. Well wow. done. So you got that one right already. So in a way, there's so an, 11. there is 11 questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we, should we crack on then? See how much you know about the uh, Amazon and river and rainforest? And it's got nothing. There's not any there's mention no, of the business. No, there's nothing to do with the business. I've not gone uh, as far as trying to trick trip you up or to trick be funny you in on a, this podcast. No, no, quite. Okay then, Connor. Question one. We talked about new species being discovered and a report by the WWF. Uh, but which of these animals was discovered in that time period? Was it A, the follically challenged fan-tailed pheasant? Right. You're already laughing. I, d- I just laugh all the time anyway. But Do was you? it B, the receding rat? Or was it C, the bald parrot? The bald parrot. You know that, do you? Um, I'm going to go based on the fact that the follically challenged... Fantail pheasant? Yeah. You don't think it's that? No. Okay. Well, you're absolutely right. It's a bald parrot. I don't know if the parrot was actually bald, because I, I didn't have a look of a picture bald. of it. Because, it? Because the, obviously there's the bald eagle, and the bald eagle isn't bald. Okay, while you do that, I hope you're still paying attention because question two is coming right up talking of animals which of these animals frequent the rainforest is it a the jesus lizard is it b the moses mole or is it c the god spider the jesus lizard the moses mole the god spider yep which of these animals frequent the rainforest frequent yeah living yeah. Uh, the god uh, spider. The god spider. Yeah. That is incorrect. It's the Jesus lizard. The Jesus and why do you think... Jesus lizard. <coughs> well, it may be Jesus, but yeah, that's just... Yeah, it's South America. It's going to be Jesus, isn't it? But it's still Jesus. Well, put it this way, right? What... what? So what was he called? Jesus of Nazareth. Because in, in like Spanish, that would be Jesus, right? Uh, Jesus star, uh, Jesus Christ superstar, yeah, yeah. I can't this tell lizard, if this parrot is bald or not. This lizard runs on water, right? So runs, skips across water, which is why it's probably called the Jesus lizard. Ah, oh, that'll be it. Right. Um, also, yeah, I'm having a look at this parrot, yeah, yeah, and I can't tell. Does it look like it's got no? Uh, feathers on its head I can't see it yeah, so I can't tell you I think it's just got no feathers on its head I think what? it genuinely is great I'll have a look at that bald I've got a, an image in my head now of something completely different I mean if you do Google bald parrot it does just have loads of parrots bald, are bald parrots with no, no feathers okay. at all well I won't bother doing it that way okay number three which of these is not an Amazonian indigenous tribe Is it Buffy. A, a Kuntsu? Is it B, a Weti? Or is it C, Arsimama? She's gone for f- the aunt. This is an aunt or an is. What? Did you say which one of these isn't a? Which one of these is not an Amazonian okay. indigenous tribe? A Weti. It's not, I'm afraid. It's the RC Mammy, which is the one I made up at the end. The other two are very much indigenous tribes. Okay, fair enough. Question four. What does the deepest part of the Amazon measure? Is it 80 metres? Is it 90 metres? Or is it C? 100 metres deep at the deepest point of the Amazon. 90 metres. <gasps> 10 out is 100 metres. Well, you'd be 10 out if it was 80 as well, wouldn't it? But it is 100 metres no, deep at its deepest point. Oh, right, okay. So yeah, you, you see what I mean. Okay, never mind. Um, question five. 
What is the biggest animal in the Amazon rainforest? The biggest animal in the Amazon rainforest. Is it A, a tapir? Is it biggest in terms of, uh, like, like their ego or their... The um, mass. How well they're known. Is it A, a tapir? Is yep. it B, jaguar? Or is it C, a giant otter? Um, giant otters are pretty big, but they're not that big. Uh, a jaguar is bigger than a tapir. Um, genuinely, I'm a little bit stuck between a... Hang on, is in terms of mass? Well, in terms of how long it is or... Volume. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, giant otters are pretty big. I'm going to go with Jaguar and just going to go for the obvious one. Yeah? Yeah. That is incorrect. Is it giant otter? No. It's the Brazilian tapir, which is 6.5 feet long and weighs 550 oh, pounds. The Brazilian tapir? Oh, it doesn't make any difference. It's actually the one in rainforest. The Jaguar can grow up to about 5.9 feet long and weigh 211 pounds. The giant otter. Now, I only recently found out, I thought they were just big otters. They are huge. Uh, it would frighten the life out of you, really, if you saw one. More like a seal than anything else. So the giant otter, it, the, they can grow to five foot nine feet long as well, like the same size as a jaguar, but they'd only weigh 52, 53 pounds. Only an inch smaller than you. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um... Okay, unfortunately that was wrong, but what about this one? I reckon you'll be all right I on this one. I check that. Question six. What is the top speed of a sloth? Is it A, 1.28 kmph, which is 0. 0.80 miles per hour? What's kmph then? Kilometres, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Right, or is it B... 0.24 kilometers an hour, which equates to 0.15 miles per hour, or is it C, 0.99 kilometers an hour, or 0.6 miles per hour? I'm gonna be honest, that question took so long that I forgot all of them. So, is it, I'm gonna, what do you want it in just miles do per miles, hour? Just do miles. Right, so is it 0.8 miles per hour, 0.15 miles per hour, or 0.6 miles per hour? So 0 0.8, 0 0.15, or 0 0.6? Yeah. That's not even an order, is it? It's 0 0.15, no. 0 0.6, and then 0.8. Yeah, but is it A, 0 0.8 miles per hour? Is it B, 0 0.15, 0 0.15 miles 0 per 15. hour? I'll go for that one. That is correct. Well done. That's how fast it goes. Thank Top you. speed. Bearing that in mind, question seven if we take the figure of 4,345 miles for the length of the Amazon and we take the top speed of the sloth to be 0.15 miles per hour and that it could maintain that speed, how long would it take the sloth to complete the journey assuming that the trees he or she would have to navigate were all aligned? Would it take that sloth two years and 11 months to do the... Can I have the length of the river again? No, because you're going to work it out. So you've got to do it off the top of your head here. Right. Would it take the sloths two years, 11 months to do the journey? Would it take the sloth three years, three months to do the journey? Or would it take the sloth three years, five months to do the journey? So from a rough calculation, it's looking like it'd be 30,666.7 hours so if there's 24 hours in a day um, so that takes 1,277 so divide that by 365 um, three and a, uh, how, how what's the three options god two years 11 months three years three months three years five months three years five months 
That is incorrect. It would take the sloth three years and three months to oh. do the 4,345 miles length of the Amazon. How, how, what was the length? I've just said it. Yeah, say it again. 4,345. I, I put 4,600. Well, that's where you went wrong then, isn't it? Okay, you question, repeat it. question eight. Because you're just going to tap it into a calculator. That yeah, wasn't the point. I, I think that's fair. Maths. Uh, English. <laughs> um, how many bridges cross the Amazon River? Is None it, of them. Is it A, legs? six bridges? Is it B, 16 bridges? Or is it C, there's no bridges? Um, I'm pretty sure there aren't many bridges. However, what we're equating to a bridge, like, is there, if there's like a branch of a bridge, then and <coughs> I'm not talking about a natural branch that overhangs. No, 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 no I'm talking about like, like the, the I'm the talking about a man-made bridge. The river branches off, so it's like the guy decides to put a plank over it. I'm talking about a man-made bridge. None. That is correct. There's no bridges over the Amazon. The penultimate question, question nine. El Tunchi is an evil spirit that haunts the rainforest and ter- terrorises people by doing what? Weeing in their cereal. Is it A, eerily whistling, which gets more loud, uh, gets louder and more shrill? Is it creates a smell of of such heavenly richness that people can't help following their nose. Or is it C, makes a sound of a loved one or even themselves calling for help? Um, makes a sound of a loved one or themselves calling for help. Unfortunately, that's not right. It eerily whistles. That's oh, the one I was uh, going to go for. But and I it gets louder and more shrill. And if you if you answer it by whistling back then you're already gone you're already you and you'll never be found again but that's the evil spirits and and there's a lot of actual legend around the rainforest as well because you can imagine with the indigenous people they're very much a spiritual uh people that uh, when you look at beliefs it will be about animal spirits and the uh, the balance between them and nature and all that. So there's a lot of that sort of quite interesting actually. Okay, last question. Which well, of that one's the last question? No, that's a penultimate question. That was second from last question. Oh, I didn't really say penultimate. Question ten. Which of these is the smallest mammal in the Amazonian rainforest? Is it A. The pygmy marmoset? Is it B. The dwarf finger monkey? Or is it C, the Oompa Loompa Tamarin? Pygmy marmoset. Pygmy isn't, doesn't just mean small. Pygmy's like a place. And that's where they all come from. That's where like the pygmy hippo comes from, the pygmy elephant comes from. Is that from. true? I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's why that one's not real. So I'm gonna, what was the middle one? Dwarf finger monkey. Dwarf finger monkey. No, it's a pygmy marmoset. <laughs> Apparently, right? It's a tiny little marmoset. It's highly aggressive, right? It really well, it's really co- little man syndrome. Yeah, little little marmoset syndrome. It is really quite violent uh, and not to be messed with. So that's the end of my little Amazon quiz. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was all right. Thanks. It was all right. Yeah, it's not too bad. I said it? that in a different tone to the way you're repeating yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah, could take you or leave it. Kind of yeah, so there you go. So, do you feel a little bit more enlightened about the Amazon? I'm certainly a little bit more enlightened myself. I'm a little bit annoyed about you not repeating the length of the Amazon. Well, you're going to have to live with that, aren't you? Um, it's just one of those things. It's a quiz. It's not a let's give Connor all I'm the sorry. details no, so sorry. he can type it into a into a computer and the computer does all the work for him. No, 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 no. Hang on. Right. So, you, it was a quiz, yes? Yes. Yeah, it was a quiz. Yes. So, if I am using the tools available to me yep. to answer a question and you've given me a maths-based question, yeah, then absolutely I can work out the answer. 
But if I'd have told you, I'd already told you that information a number of times, right? From the very beginning when we started about the Amazon to that particular question, well, I actually said it in the in the description, right? What's the length of the Amazon, Dad? Amazon River? It's Off the top of your 4, head. 4,345 uh, miles long. Could you check your notes? Do you want to show me your notes? It's just having Sorry a look. about this, because we, we always do this. 4,345 miles. Thank you very much. If I ask you that in three days' time, yep. will you remember it? I will. 4,345 miles. Mm, what's that in kilometres? 100%. I said that in a second ago anyway. Um, I don't know what that is in kilometres because I'd have to look it up. What's the Nile River? The Nile River. Oh, that's an interesting thing, right? Which is the longest river? Uh, the Amazon. Well, it was always... If you go to quiz quizzes or quiz nights, they'll say it's the Nile. But it's only more recently. It depends how you look at it. It depends, you know, where the measurements that you're using. And now people say pro- probably be the, the Amazon. But for a long, long while... <laughs> It would always be the answer would be the I always Nile. thought it was the Amazon. No. And I think, you know, that I'd go to quiz nights, it's always the Nile. Well, the, the Nile is 3,258 miles. Yes, but it's about Sorry, how, 4, they've, how they've calculated it. Some 125 miles longer than previously thought. So it's only recently they've thought that the yeah, Nile yeah, is no, longer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, they've only recently thought the Amazon is longer. They've only recently thought that the uh, Nile was longer. And not not as far as I'm concerned, eh? As far as I'm concerned, is that's what it says in here. Okay, the gooks. Anyway, that's the end of our little argument. <laughs> is it? I feel that it might not be. Uh, that's the end of our little argument on the podcast. <laughs> yep. Now it goes off the podcast. So that was fun. Yep. 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 You could tell us it was fun by contacting us via the website, fatherandsundays.com. And we've got a contact page on there. You can leave a comment, question, suggestion, or complaint. And you can also... Uh, and, yeah, that that's that thing there. Um, podcasts available on many different podcast platforms. Uh, and they're also available on the website. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow and like us on there. Share us on there as well. And you can also leave comments on those as well okay you're looking at me and looked at your phone as if you've got something to say no. about to interrupt me again I wasn't about to interrupt you I wasn't about to tell you that I have a message that I can't tell you about um, I just wondered if we'd had any messages through have we not had anything communications since we had that from Al not my week? end you still said you're working on your one yes because I can't really uh, your, your one wasn't sent via message your one was spoken in person yeah and I'm trying to uh, ratify that um, by the way, there's, we, we've got rats in our yard at work now. Oh, nice. And uh, Not the, receding rats. No, not receding rats. And the, the um, man came with traps and that for The man stay. cave? Yeah. Man came with, with the rat man came. And then it got us all doing Roland Rat impressions, uh, which was really stupid. And, did he actually? But made us laugh. No, we did, yeah. We did. You decided to do Roland Rat impression. Yeah, we kept going all the time. I don't really know. I don't even know Roland Rat that well. Well, you look it up on Google. On the Googs. Okay then. Oh, you off? Uh, well, I, well, one thing that I've I've struggled with um, when I'm watching the documentaries. Oh, is, you you got more to say? Well, no, it just it struck me that I've got this like incredible urge to go and buy myself a Bushman wood fire oven, right? Because I, every time I watch a documentary, I, it goes for about a minute and then someone comes on there telling me I really should buy a Bushman wood fire oven. You mean the adverts? Yeah. And it drives me around a bend. And we've talk, talked about the adverts on this one, which I don't necessarily have an issue with. But you can't... You, hit, you listen to or watch about three minutes of documentary... Then I'll try and get sold a wood fire oven. Then another three minutes. You watch things on YouTube? Uh, yes. Yeah. Is that why, yeah? Well, you've been looking up. Oh. 
That made a good sound, didn't it? it did, didn't it? You've been looking up wood fire ovens on Amazon. No, not that uh, I, not I know of, because you've got a pizza oven, so I don't know why I'd be doing that. We talk about that quite a lot, though. We we do. Um, they do, uh, their customer service and expert advice is second to none. Have you been looking them up? Um, no, it's just I've been watching lots of documentaries. <laughs> lots of adverts popping up. Uh, interestingly, though, they are exempt from the smoke, smoke legislation, so you don't have to worry about how much smoke the uh, uh, wood fire oven makes. Interesting. Yeah. You know we're not sponsored by them. No, but, you know, they, they've kind of... It's, it's they not even It's not like, like subliminal messages. It's like being hit round the head with it all the time. What if they wanted to sponsor? Well, they could if they want, if they want to pay us for it, but Are I'm you, not... But you're saying things about them now. I know I am, I know I am. But I, I, it just did irritate me because I'm more likely not to buy one because... It just kept coming up. It kept interrupting the flow of this documentary. But that's the sad first on YouTube. You can't blame them for that. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying, anyway, I'm going to say goodbye. Yeah. We, we went to ages ago. All right, then. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.